This is the Diamond Hogs Podcast with Mason Choate and Robert Stewart. Welcome to the Diamond Hogs Podcast, your favorite Razorback baseball podcast. I'm your host, Mason Choate, joined by the boys, Robert Stewart, Christian Cheatham, and we have a big episode for you today, as always. Arkansas, going to host South Carolina this weekend in Fayetteville. It is the last series at Baumwalker Stadium of the regular season, which is unfortunate, but as of now, like Arkansas is going to host a regional. So you should you should get at least one more series, potentially two if they host or not series, but more baseball at Baumwalker Stadium. And then potentially they'll host a super regional if they make it out of a regional and they are a national like top eight seed. So um but uh, an interesting episode, South Carolina, a team that's dealing with injuries just like Arkansas is. We did get some updates on uh, guys like Tavian Josenberger, Jared Wagner, Peyton Stovall, but not that great of updates. Uh, Robert, you want to you walk us through what we heard from Dave Van Horn on Thursday? Yeah, let's just go right down the line, shall we? Uh, that, you know, we, that was the most important thing, so that's what we let off the press conference with. Tavian Josenberger, first and foremost, looking good, according to Dave Van Horn. Worked out with the team Wednesday. We'll be out there again Thursday. We're recording this Thursday afternoon. Uh, and then he will be on the roster again, the 27-man roster. You'll note that he was on the roster at Mississippi State but did not draw into the lineup at any point because, you know, he was only 80 to 85% last week. No real reason to rush him back, especially with the uh, lackluster Bulldogs team they were playing. So, you know, we didn't – that's that's really as as specific as Dave got because he went into Wagner and and uh, Stovall after that. So unclear if he's going to play this weekend, but um, that's that's what we know about Josenberger. As far as Wagner goes, uh, his his pins came out of his his fractured thumb. Uh, apparently, he's still feeling really sore. hasn't really started swinging the bat yet. So uh, it it seems unlikely that uh, we're going to see Jared Wagner this weekend. Uh, probably highly unlikely were the three used uh, three words David Horn used. So um, not, not in, encouraging there. And then Peyton Stovall talk about not encouraging. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know what to think about him. Um, he's, he's not going to be on the roster as of, as of Thursday. So sounds like uh, that tendonitis he's dealing with is pretty, pretty severe maybe. Yeah, the, the Stovall situation is unfortunate. You know, a guy that is extremely talented, a guy that you want to have on the field, but you could tell uh, that something was going on. We talked about it with his swing, like what's going on with that. Uh, maybe the tendonitis was affecting his swing. We knew it was affecting when he was throwing the ball. Um, so it's tough to have him out. We're not hearing great news, but at the same time, um, we we don't really know for sure, like, is this going to be something where he's out for the whole season? Is this going to be something where he, you know, maybe he comes back for a regional? We don't really know at this point. Uh, but what we, what we do know is that he didn't – he wasn't on the roster last weekend against Mississippi State. He's probably not going to be on the roster against South Carolina this weekend. And that's what we know as of now. So it's unfortunate. You know, you want to have a guy like Peyton Stovall out there. But we talk about all these injuries. Stovall, Wagner, Josenberger, of course, all the, the injuries to the arms – but the thing is, guys, Arkansas keeps winning. Like, and it's 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 a luxury to have when you have guys like Wagner or Wagner and Josenberger, where yeah, you would like to have them back out there because you want to have your best players on the field. Like that's just the case. You want to have your best guys out there. But this team has shown that I mean, it can kind of afford to sit them out, right? 
I mean, and South Carolina is a better team than, you know, the A&M and the Mississippi State teams that they have played the past two SEC weekends. But I I still think that, you know, those are – it's it's weird saying it that they're two guys that you can afford to sit out, but they've shown that they can win without them. Yeah, they have. And, and like you said, I mean, South Carolina is much better than the last two teams Arkansas has seen. But, I mean, you would have to think coming back from a road sweep, you know, the, the crowd is going to be – a, a different animal this weekend, or, or it certainly should be, uh, you know, graduations this weekend. So there'll be a lot of people in town. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm expecting another big weekend from, from the Arkansas bats and, you know, we'll go into South Carolina pitching stats uh, later in the episode, but, you know, from my preliminary research, it doesn't look like they're just blowing guys away. Hey, you do not talk about James Hicks like that, Robert. Do not talk about the Conway boy that way. I mean, you can tell that to his 6.39 ERA and That's burn. All right. Hey, there's Christian. Christian, uh, speaking of a big weekend, are there going to be any, like, fun things, giveaways, anything like that that you know of? Yeah, they got um, fireworks on Friday. They're doing a mystery giveaway. Don't ask me what it is. I have no idea. And then on Sunday is Mother's Day, so they're going to be um, running the bases, and moms are allowed in the field, too. Is your wife going to run the bases? I don't know. I don't know if she's going to be there. I don't think she's going. Mm, that's tough. Uh, shout out to Christian and Robert, who will both be graduating this weekend. That's very exciting. Congratulations, boys. Thank everybody you, everybody listening, clap for Robert and Christian. There we go. Hey, congrats. Thanks, guys. Huh? Yeah, my brother's actually graduating too. So hey. my family. My family's going to be in town. We have two graduations, Friday, my brother, and Saturday for me. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend. Big weekend for the Cheatham family. Exciting <laughs> stuff. Exciting stuff. All right, let's 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 talk about the real important things because that's not important. Let's talk about baseball. Uh, this Arkansas team, if you just look at the standings, 17-7 and in conference play, 36-12 and overall. Uh, they have sole possession of first place in the SEC West, tied with Vandy for first place. Uh, in the SEC just overall, which is just mind-blowing, to be quite honest with you. Given given the circumstances with this team, it's Dave Van Horn. Uh, we wrote a story on hogbeat.com earlier this week. Dave Van Horn needs to – I mean, like as of right now, he has to be leading the SEC Coach of the Year race. Um, it's just impressive. Um, let's see. Moved up to number three in, in the D1 baseball top 25 rankings. And they are the number four national seed in the uh, field of 64 projection, hosting hosting Texas as the two seed. Back-to-back weeks of orange teams that you don't want to see in Fayetteville. <laughs> Boy, wouldn't that be something? That would be something. The, uh, the, the good news, I guess, you know, in theory, is that Texas would throw Lucas Gordon the ace uh, against the three seed uh, Friday, and therefore Arkansas would not have to worry about him. But that, uh, that, would, be, that would be a trip for sure. That would be. Um, all right, before we move on, let's do a quick ad read here. And it is uh, courtesy of MyPerfectFranchise.net. Are you ready to leave the corporate rat race for the American dream? Are you looking for a side hustle while working your current job? Are you wanting to diversify, build wealth, and or leave a legacy? Well, Andy can help. Andy Ledecky is a franchise consultant as well as a franchise owner, and he helps people find franchises that fit their skill sets, financial requirements, time to commit, and more. 
Here's the big thing. His services are 100% free. That's what you need to know. And he's here to help if you have any questions about business ownership. It's as simple as visiting myperfectfranchise.net. Go to the website. You'll find all the information you need, uh, including phone number, email, you know, what is being a franchise owner, his story, all the good stuff. Just visit myperfectfranchise.net. Or if you're just like, hey, I want to pick up the phone and call this guy, it's 404 404- 973-9901 Andy Ledecky with myperfectfranchise.net. All right, uh guys, we talked about um we talked about injuries and there is another unfortunate Arkansas baseball related injury and it's to Hunter Holland's mother, which is very very unfortunate. Kimberly Holland posted on Twitter that we're recording this on Thursday. Uh I'm just going to read it out. Um add me to the injured list. Freak accident on Monday when our large dogs collided with me, snapping my left leg. Then I became airborne and I crushed my right shoulder slash arm. Hopefully I'll feel good enough for the regional tournament to see my son Hunter and the Hogs play. Prayers up for Kimberly Holland, man. That sounds awful. Yeah, I mean, I I don't even know what to what to say to that. I'm uh I, I know she's a listener, so uh, you know, we're 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 hoping hoping she gets better for sure, and and hoping she can make it back to Fayetteville for for some postseason ball. Yeah, just very unfortunate. I mean that that sounds like a really scary accident, to be quite honest with you. So, uh, hoping the best for her. You know, a quick, swift recovery. Hopefully, it doesn't take too long. But it is unfortunate, and uh, yeah, the injuries with Arkansas baseball. I don't know what it is, man. It's just quite unfortunate. But let's look ahead to this weekend. Arkansas-South Carolina, we've been looking forward to this series for a while now. South Carolina has been a good baseball team for most of the year. They were our future team, and we never placed a future bet on them uh, because by the time we thought about it, the odds were just not good anymore. When we talked, when we originally talked about it, the odds were great, and then Robert didn't place the bet. So you can blame it on Robert and the fact that we're not going to be rich men if South Carolina wins the national championship. So, um, But... As I talked about at the beginning of this this episode, South Carolina, they're kind of on the downswing. They were really hot for a while there, and here they are coming into Fayetteville with a fourteen and nine conference ref- record. Yeah, started seven and zero, uh, and over the last what sixteen games, they're seven and nine, including the last two weeks. Uh, they lost two or three to Auburn. They had to win. Uh, they had to hang on barely to 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 beat Auburn in the series finale, and then they went to to Lexington. And got swept by Kentucky. So this is this is a Carolina team that, you know, it was, it was looking like they might have a shot at the regular season title, but uh they've been sliding the last two weeks and uh it you know, Kentucky's hot on their tails. They're in third in the east now and they got Bandy in Florida in front of them. It's uh just shows you how good the league is, you know. Sound like Dave Van Orn right now. Yeah, and they lost and they lost their midweek at home this week too. That's right, North Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I was, but, go ahead. I was trying to look at some highlights to see what happened, but I they didn't post any. Nobody posted anything, but they got like singled to death by North Florida. I was just looking at the stats. I think they had like fourteen hits, and two of them were extra base hits. So they had they had a lot of walks, a lot of hit batters, and they just got singled to death by North Florida. Dang, I'm I'm looking at the box score right now. Dylan Eskew, yeah, he he gave up. Five earn on six hits in one and two thirds innings. <laughs> That's tough. Shout out, shout out to James Hicks though. He he threw the he started the game through the first inning, 
Two strikeouts, a walk, didn't give up any hits, faced five batters. Of note, I do not see Dylan Eskew on the conference uh, stat sheet, so there there may be a reason for that. Yeah, that's that's definitely potentially what's going on there. Uh, th- I mean, they did – wow, they so they scored four runs on North Florida starter, and only one of them was earned. So that uh, – that must have been a tough sequence for North Florida. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't watch the game, but if anybody can not talk about losing midweek games, it's Arkansas fans because Arkansas lost midweek games. And Dave Van Horn said over and over again, like midweek games are, you know, it's tough. They really just needed to get away from them and just stop playing them. And, you know, I think that Arkansas is better off not playing midweek games at this point because normally that's when you play the the Hunter Grimes, the the Mason Neville, but now they're having to play those guys out of necessity. So you don't want to have to play midweek games. And, you know, of course, Arkansas doesn't have to play any of the rest of the season. But, all right, looking looking at this series, though, how are we feeling? I, I feel like, you know, it's Arkansas has the upper hand given the fact that they've swept the past two weekends. But South Carolina, David Horn talked about them. You know, they're they're a good team. They can come from behind. You never want to, you know, just like not – you never want to stop trying when, with South Carolina, right? They're, I mean, they will take you nine innings. So this is going to be a tough, a tough battle for Arkansas. Well, sure it is, but it, it's also going to be a tough battle for South Carolina. I mean, I, I feel really strong um, – about the way the the state of the Arkansas pitching staff right now. I mean, Hagen Smith, you know, we we sort of talked about it last episode. Like he was just erratic in the first game uh, against Mississippi State as a starter. I, I wrote about this a little on Hogbeat.com. I, I don't remember the exact splits. Actually, let me see if I can pull them up real quick. Uh, if you if you break down Hagen Smith as a starter versus as a reliever, Hagen Smith, Hagen Smith. As a, as a reliever, he has a 2.45 ERA in, in conference play. As a starter, that number is 4.2. So it's definitely not as good as a starter, but you know the way Dave Van Horn talked about it last week, he seems really confident that he's going to get that under control. And you know, pitching at home, you know, we, we've talked about how how good this team plays at home. Uh they're they're 28 and 3 on the year. They're 11 and 1. Is that right? Yeah, 11 and 1 in conference play. Um so, you know, Hagen Smith should be fine. He's 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 been the Friday night guy before. He can do it again. Um Brady Tiger, you know, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to continue to be very effective uh I think. And then, you know, Will McIntyre, similar to Hagen Smith, much better out of the bullpen. Uh he's got an ERA like 3 points lower as a reliever uh than than as a starter in in league play this year. So, you know, the Saturday pitching combination should be should be good. And then as long as Hunter Holland's healthy and can, you know, throw some more good stuff like he did last week in Starkville, then the rotation should be fine. It's just piecing together the bullpen at that point. Yeah, I think Arkansas's got back to back great one two punches. And it might not be it, on Saturday it is because you're gonna go you're probably gonna have Tiger and then McIntyre. I don't if know you why you get six from McIntyre. Assuming assuming you get three from Tiger and six from McIntyre. I but I what I'm saying is like having those guys go back to back and then sure. maybe you have to have someone on the back end. But that's a great that's a great one two right there on Saturday. I don't really know why DVH doesn't just say Tiger starting on Saturday, because he went Hagen, TBA, TBA. 
Right. Uh, I think he mentioned that, you know, they're going to do whatever they can to win Friday. He's gotten very used to that. Um, and, and they might try to use either of those guys after Smith, but realistically you probably see Tiger McIntyre. Saturday. If, if you can get six out of Hagen on Friday, then you go to Gabe Wood. Um, that's, that is a very great one, two punch right there that, I mean, how often have you seen it Arkansas on Friday night with a guy who can go six and then a guy who can finish it off and with three innings, like that's, that's just the Dave Van Horn way. And you're looking at it right now, hanging Smith to gauge wood, that's elite. And then you're like, okay, feeling good after Friday. Here's a little bit of preseason all American Brady tiger and will McIntyre, who we have seen, he's been much better out of the bullpen and then on Sunday, we're just going to throw this guy, Hunter Holland, who's one of the top left-handed pitcher prospects in all of college baseball. Like that, given all of the injuries to say that, and then on Sunday, you're still going to have, you're probably looking at still having Cody Adcock, Zach Morris, Parker Coyle, Christian Fouch. Who am I missing here? You know, I mean, Austin Ledbetter. Uh, that's Ben Bybee. Ben Bybee is the last freshman I was thinking about. Like all of those arms who have had to throw significant innings for the most part, that's Arkansas is honestly looking fine, right? You want to have Dylan Carter, you want to have Jackson Wiggins, you want to have Cody Frank, but given the fact that you don't have those guys, this is just extremely impressive. Oh yeah, for sure. And and you know if they can somehow execute their pitching plan as well as they did last weekend against Mississippi State, they're going to be fine. And like you have to hope that. Hagen Smith is going to be able to go longer than five innings too. Cause like he just throws so many pitches or at least he did this, this last outing, but you know, we saw him for two innings. He looked like he was about to throw a perfect game. I mean, if, if you can get him to go a little bit longer, uh, limit it to two guys, two guys Friday, maybe use a third or fourth guy if necessary after Tiger and, Mac- and McIntyre Saturday, then yeah. I mean, you're just in really good shape and then piece it all together Sunday after Holland. And, and by the way, you'd hope that Holland is able to go more than four innings too. All right, Christian, weigh in here. I want to get your thoughts because early in the season, you were on Dylan Carter before anybody. Like, we're just going to go ahead and say Christian Cheatham predicted Dylan Carter's season before anybody. I think it's true. Like, nobody else publicly put it out there. So, down the stretch here, give us a name, a guy that you like to maybe step up and contribute a little bit more uh, here at the end of the regular season going into the postseason. And it it obviously can't be like a Hagen, a Hunter, uh, a McIntyre, or a Tiger. Yeah. <clears throat> or Gage Wood. Can't be Gage Wood either. Yeah, no, not Gage Wood. I was going to say, before you before you asked me that, I was going to say having Brady Tiger back, though, is huge for, the, for this reason that we just explained. Like having him go two or three innings uh, on Saturday is huge leading into McIntyre. So, like, that solved a lot of problems when Carter got hurt. But I think, man, I think the Ben Bybee redemption tour could could pop up. I would love to see that. I like Christian Faust a lot, too. And, I mean, Parker Coyle, I mean, there's a lot of great players. But I think Ben Bybee, this, if, we, if we have to use him a few times for, like, an inning this series, then that, that would be perfect, and that would be enough. Um, unfor- you know, we all remember the unfortunate, you know, grand slam that he gave up a couple weeks ago. But you – know, then I mean, has it been has there any been has there has there been any big blunders really from him? I don't really remember any. 
I know he I know he came in that one time and it was like all oh, deja vu again, but then I think they got out of it. He he and Fouch in Little Rock pitched to like seven batters and didn't get any of them out. Mm. That was tough, but I, I agree with you on I agree with you on Bybee. Like I, I like Bybee. I think Bybee has yeah. good stuff. People don't realize Ben Bybee can like pump in 95, 94, 95. He has a really, really, really nice curveball. We've seen that curveball that he's thrown in there a couple times and it's beautiful, but he's a freshman. You know, yeah. he's he's not he's not gonna do what Brady Tiger did last year as a freshman or Hagen Smith as a freshman, but he is a guy that maybe you're looking at a, a, a regional game one against a four seed, maybe you start a Ben Bybee, right? Like that's that's a guy that can give you valuable innings, you know, in the postseason, in a game like that, you know, down the stretch here in the SEC tournament, like Ben Bybee is definitely going to continue to throw this year. It's just can he, you know, get back to that, what we saw, you know, kind of midway through the season where they even started him in a Sunday SEC game. What series was that? Was that Alabama or Auburn? He started once against Bama, got two batters out, and then struggled the rest of the way. But Tennessee, he started against Tennessee too. And and he was good for like four innings, I think. Yeah. So like we know that he has it in there. I like I like Bobby. I think that's a good choice, Christian. I agree. All right. Uh let's move on to this next segment that uh I have named Robert Reading Stats. You like that alliteration there? Yay. Um and Robert, we have a sponsor for Robert Reading Stats. It is we really? Bet, Bet Saracen. Bet Saracen, the mobile sports gambling app of the Saracen Casino Resort. They have partnered with us at hogbeat.com and the Diamond Hogs podcast. And uh, they have a lot of great stuff over at Bet Saracen, including Arkansas baseball specific prop bets. You can get the player props. They always have stuff, uh, you know, on on runs, RBI. Hits for guys, you know, Kendall Diggs, Jace Borf, and Caleb Cowley, Brady Slavens, they're always in there, and then they'll have a pitcher-player prop as well. Or you can just straight-up bet Arkansas Moneyline. Uh, it's always a go-to bet for the hogbeat.com bet Saracen story to just parlay Arkansas and LSU Moneyline because that's a great bet. Like, it's just, you know, it's a good bet. So go to bet Saracen, uh, check out all of those player props, go to hogbeat.com, this weekend, find the Bet Saracen story where we lay out all of the lines, odds, player props, and more, and uh, make you some money. Bet Saracen, a great app. They are the number one sports gambling app in the state of Arkansas. So go download Bet Saracen today on the Google Play Store or the App Store. And thank you to Bet Saracen. All right, Robert, read us some stats, man. Okay, let's start with pitching because I've already mentioned that. Uh, Will Sanders, by the way, the ace, not going to be throwing. Uh, he's he's one of the injured pitchers. Um, you mentioned James Hicks. He's another one of their innings leaders, guy from Conway. Uh, he's got a 6.39 ERA. He's appeared in 12 games, uh, 25 and a third innings pitched. These, these are all conference stats, by the way. I feel like we need to establish that, even though that's what I've been doing the last several weeks. Uh, Jack Mahoney, another innings leader. 5.25 ERA, not announced as a starting pitcher, even though he has uh, made all eight SEC starts this year. Uh, the two guys they are throwing have ERAs in the 5.7s. Eli Jones is going to throw Friday. Matthew Becker is going to throw Sunday, righty and a lefty, respectively. Um, yeah, I mean, just not really impressive stats. I guess if I had to compare uh, this pitching staff to another one we've seen recently, um, I would I would go with AM because it it looks like they've got one 
really reliable arm out of the bullpen. And that's Chris Beach. He's got a 1.29 ERA in 14 innings. He's appeared in 10 games. So he's the kind of guy that could possibly pitch twice in a weekend. He's averaging more than one one appearance per per weekend. So um, that's that's the guy to look out for if you're Arkansas, I think. Other than that, I mean, these dudes seem hittable, I would say. I I don't I I don't want to like make anybody mad, but I'm rooting for James Hicks this weekend. Being a Conway guy, graduated with the guy, his return to the state of Arkansas. I'm 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 excited to see what James Hicks does, but also you know, if he gets shelled, you know whatever. But I I I do plan on talking with James either this evening or Friday morning, and I'll have a story on hogbeat.com talking about his return to the state of Arkansas. So be looking for that. Uh, you know, it's always it's always cool to see guys. His story is really cool. He when he was at Conway, he wasn't you know anything special in my opinion. Like you know, he was mid to low eighties on the fastball. Like didn't have anything crazy. You know, I I never looked at him and was like, this guy's gonna play. D1 baseball, he goes to Crowder College, which is just a factory of pumping out Division One standout baseball players. Just look no further than Peyton Hold at Arkansas, uh, Cody Adcock as well. Um, and then he goes to South Carolina, and here he is. I mean, he got drafted uh in the in last year's draft, but he he tore his UCL, so it it was a weird a weird situation for him. Now he's back this year. You mentioned it. He's struggling a little bit, a little bit, Robert. But you know, so is the rest of the South Carolina pitching staff. Right, and uh, I guess we can go ahead and start talking about hitters now. I mean, they've they've got one that you really need to be aware of, and that's Ethan Petrie, freshman. He's eighteen years old. Petrie, Petrie. Damn, I thought I got it right. I know we've done this dance on the podcast before. Petrie. Uh, uh, he's Sunny Sunny Deshara. Yeah. Wait, no. We said what did we say? Deshara. Yeah. What did what was it? Yeah, it was something like that, Dishiara or something like that. We, we tried to pronounce both vowels consecutively. Yeah. What a bunch of idiots. Yeah, I know. We we got to work on that. Anyway, Ethan Petrie hitting 388 in league play, uh, 13 home runs on the on the conference slate, slugging 882. Uh, OPS looks like it's in the neighborhood of 13, 1400. Um, so that's uh, that's pretty solid. Aside from that, they've got uh, two dudes, Dylan Brewer, Michael Braswell, who have you know been regulars in the lineup who are hitting 300. Um, you know, Dave Van Horn talked about their home runs. They've got three guys with five in, in conference play. Braylon Wimmer is one of them. You recognize that name from 2021 if you watched that series in Columbia. Uh, who else? Who else here? Cole Messina's got six on the year. And uh, Christian, your guy, Gavin Casas. Uh, he's, you said he's the, the brother of the Red Sox player, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gavin is my player to watch this weekend. He's, I think he's at 19 homers on the season, seven, seven, in league. seven in league play, but, um, yeah. So his, his older brother, Tristan plays for the Red Sox, former first round draft pick out of high school out of Florida. Um, and a lot of people know who Gavin is, he was at Vanderbilt for two years. Now he's at South Carolina getting to play a lot and he's got some pop. His batting average is a little low, but sort of to be expected uh for like a big hitting big lefty first baseman. Yeah, I mean you'll take that you'll take that if the OPS is over a thousand, which it is. Yeah. Christian, your your beard looks good, man. You get it trimmed up. <laughs> did you? I did. I did get it trimmed up today. Thanks for uh saying something, I guess. Yeah. 
It looks good. <laughs> and then one other name for me to watch, Will McGillis. He's only had 12 at-bats in league play, but he's hitting 583 in those 12 at-bats. There you go. Is that it? There's you my t- stat portion. Sweet Will McGillis. I can I can tune back into the podcast now. I can start listening and paying attention. All yeah, right. I wanted to talk about beards, man. <laughs> hey, man. There, I mean, Christian Christian has a a beard that looks it looks very good. You know, he wasn't able to grow it out for a long time. For those of you who don't know, Christian served in our military, so thank you for your service, Christian. He wasn't able to grow out his facial hair, and now he does. He's got the facial hair, and he's got the long, luscious locks. You look yeah, good. You always make fun of me though. You're like, who's this woman that's approaching me right now? Yeah. Oh, I do not do that. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh let's talk about bold predictions for the weekend before we get to potentially Kendall Diggs. We're recording before we may or may not interview Kendall Diggs. It's a very unfortunate setup that we have. We were denied an interview with Matt Hobbs, just put it that way. So um Bold prediction for the weekend, Robert Stewart. What is your bold prediction? Is it is it too bold, not bold enough to say Tavian Josenberger plays? Mm. Well, he's gonna be he's gonna be on the twenty seven man. Sure, but he was also on the twenty seven man last week. Yeah, but he's also had a week in between now and then, and then he was at eighty to eighty five. So you would think he's probably close to ninety now. 95 maybe but i you know i don't know how hamstrings work like if it feels like you know the the message board on hogbeat seems there there are some people on there that seem concerned about him testing it before he's you know fully healed well i i i don't think i don't think we should predict whether or not a player is going to play i want i want something more than that okay let's go with two more brady slavin's home runs oh Hey, shout out to me, by the way, for saying that Brady Slavens, I said he was going to lead the team in average. He hit three home runs, okay? I'll take home runs over average any day of the week. Because, well, actually, not not any day of the week, because sometimes that doesn't work out. Is it is it Kyle Schwarber that hits a lot of home You're runs? You're listening to the Diamond Hogs podcast with Christian, Mason Choate and Robert Stewart. <laughs> kind of a Phillies fan. But, um, yeah, I guess so. He usually hits like two. 3240 hits like 40 bombs. So like would you rather would you like do you like that? You guys are more baseball guys than I than I am. I love I'll it. I tell you what. It was really cool. Uh the this was the only good thing about Arkansas getting eliminated in 2021. When I went home to DC, I watched like his last month as a national when he went on that tear and hit like 17 home runs out of the leadoff spot in about 20 days. That was cool as hell. I liked that a lot. Hey, we don't cuss on this podcast. Don't say that. I repent. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> my bold prediction for the weekend. This this one's gonna be a really bold one. Are you guys ready? It's. I mean, like, it's it's gonna be very bold. All right. John Bolton is gonna have more than three hits on the weekend. So he has. Nice. Oh, I'm taking John Bolton over three and a half hits on the weekend. Whoa. Has he done that in a series this year? I'm- I think I think he got four in the A and M series. Let's yeah, let's, right. let's check the game logs here. I think he had three bunts and uh, the the single up the middle or like over the second baseman's head. He was four for seven against the Aggies. Yeah. So that that has to be the only time it's happened. He only has twenty two hits on the year. 
Surely. I'm going back to Ramal just in case. Okay. You're saying over three and a half? I bet he gets three. Okay. If that's, he not, gets, that's, not, that's not my prediction, but I'm just saying. Yeah. If he gets three, I will I will feel accomplished. I'll feel I'll feel okay about it. It's the only time he's done it in conference play, I'll tell you that much. I don't I don't think he did it any time before that. Because that that was the weekend where we're like this I mean John Bolton breakout weekend. And then he just did awful in Little Rock against Lipscomb. So he had four hits against Eastern Illinois in February. Okay. Yeah, give me John Bolton over three and a half hits on the weekend. That's my bold prediction. He also had four hits at the college baseball showdown. He started really hot. That is why. Oh, that if you would if you would have told me today, right now, no, that doesn't really work out. It's just it's weird to think that John Bolton had four hits at the college baseball showdown and Caleb Cowley struck out seven times and was benched. That is freaking wild. Yeah, John Bolton hit three oh eight in February. Whoa! Wow! Wow! He's hitting one ninety six right now, but his OBB is three sixty one. How many walks does he have? Twenty four. Twenty four walks. Wow, that's actually a lot more than I thought. His walks. He gets his walks, and he and he gets his bean balls. Zach Gregory. Yeah, Kendall Diggs leads the team with thirty eight walks. He's the only one with at least thirty. Kendall Diggs. Just an awesome baseball player. I don't know if everybody truly grasps how fantastic his numbers are this year. Um, there there are some people that don't grasp it because they asked Dave Van Horn if Kendall Diggs is breaking out or whatever. Like Kendall Diggs is he's been good all year. What are you talking about? He's been clutch. He's been making it work in the outfield. Yeah, he's been great. Have, have right. we mentioned that he's the RBI leader now? Past Jared Wagner last week. Oh, I don't think we did mention that. Yeah. He's 52. Got 52. Wagner, get healthy. That's tough, man. I mean, that's crazy, though, that Wagner was out that long and he was still leading an RBI. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Jace has 16 hit by pitches. He's now tied for, I think, seventh in program history. I actually have it pulled up right here. Uh, no, eighth. Brady Toops is seventh. Brady Toops actually. <laughs> He replied to my my comment about Jay or my tweet about Jay Sporf, and he was like, "How many did I have?" And I said, "Brady Tubes had 17 in uh, 2004." So next next pitch that Jay Sporfin gets hit by, he will be tied for seventh in program history and hit hit by pitches in a single season. All right, Christian, your bold prediction. All right, so for my bold prediction, I've been asking for it for a few weeks now. Um, I want I want to see Gage out of the bullpen twice this weekend not necessarily two saves but you know two appearances probably on friday and sunday i know it's hard to do if they want to extend him a couple innings so that if if, they, if he goes three innings on one of the days then obviously he won't do it but i want to see two saves out of gage wood friday sunday can we can we uh can we piggyback off this and say seven innings from hagan smith on friday mm. I mean, you're going to have to have the seven innings if you want two Gage Wood appearances, unless they do the thing where they bring Cody Adcock in for an inning. Right. Which they could. Yeah. I like that, honestly. I like bringing Adcock. What if What if you get six out of Smith, bring in Adcock for an inning, and then bring in Gage for the last two? I, I don't think they'll do that, but I like that. And, and then, then he can, and then could he pitch on Sunday? I think if he threw two, it depends on how many pitches he throws because you – Gagewood always has that ninth inning 
where he throws like four wild pitches and just yeah. loads the bases. But it usually comes on the heels of two clean innings. Yeah, no, we talked we talked about it on uh, Monday's episode about how you know Gage is incredible the first two innings, and then he gets to the ninth inning and he has two outs, and he's just like, here, let me let me just load the bases just for fun, make it as hard on myself as possible. No, yeah. but but I mean, if he just throws two innings, then theoretically he should be good. I think I think if he threw two innings on Friday, he could probably go again on Sunday. If they and, need it. And then for like a non-Razorback prediction, I think Gavin Cassis is gonna go deep one of these games. I just want to see it. I'm just a I'm just a Cassis family fan, you know. I wouldn't I would not call that a bold prediction, Christian. No, I know. I'm just saying I think it's gonna happen. <laughs> okay. Uh I mean, like I hope I hope James Hicks does well this weekend. So well, see. Um, all right. Well, anything else we want to add? Oh, I wanted to talk about this. Uh, I sent it in our group chat. The uh, the the fruit loop oh, yeah. hot dog. That's disgusting, man. Hold on, let me pull it up. It's at it's at the Guardians Field, right? Progressive. Yeah. So it's a hot dog with Fruit Loops on it. Twelve bucks. I mean, you gotta buy it. You gotta try it, right? Under what know. circumstances do you have to buy it? It's an experience. Sounds like a horrible experience. Hey, when we went when we went to uh, Kaufman to watch the Royals beat the Dodgers, by the way, shout out Brady Singer through an incredible game. Uh, I got the barbecue sandwich with the Reese's on it. it wasn't that bad. I, I, I feel like it. I could get behind that. I don't know about a hot dog and Fruit Loops. I did get it. What on it? Reese's, like Reese's cups. Yeah. What else would it be, Christian? You guys, your eating habits, both of you, are strange. What? How am I getting looped in with this? Mr. P- you're Mr. Pickle Man. So, the hey, by the way, the Robert loves pickles thing spreads. Um, I don't remember <laughs> who I was talking to this week, but they were they were telling me that somebody that they knew ate pickles, and they told them about you loving pickles. So uh, he's royalty. He's pickle family royalty. He is pickle family yeah, royalty. I am. I am heir to the pickle queen. So. We just saw the, way, the coronation of the King of England. Now we need. Well, why haven't you taken over the pickle family business? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta take take control of the pickle kingdom wherever it is. <laughs> so weird. Um, when we were in Starkville, we went to uh, what is it, Bulldog Burger? Is that where we went? Um, great cheese curds. They had great cheese curds at Bulldog Burger. We saw Hagen Smith there. We did. He did not want anything to do with us. So. He was he was he was having lunch with his pals, you know. Yeah, no. If I was Hagen Smith, I wouldn't talk to us either. So, <laughs> unfortunately, we couldn't talk to Kendall Diggs. Not our fault. Don't blame us. One hundred percent, one thousand percent, not our fault. Don't don't blame all of us. Just blame Robert. It is it is Robert's fault because he is supposed to be the scheduler because I do everything else for the podcast. Oh, Christian makes a thumbnail too. Robert, what do you do for this podcast other than show up and talk? I did schedule it. It's just that, you know, the third party did not deliver. But did you reach out early enough? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's talk about this. It it really doesn't matter when I reach out because I could reach out Monday and then we could not hear anything until Wednesday. I could reach out Wednesday and then we could not hear any, anything until Thursday, which is what happened. So wouldn't it be awesome? If there was a way that we could communicate directly with the players, 
if like that was a possibility like every other podcast on the internet does yeah yeah Yeah, that that would be awesome but we are restricted because we would like to have access to the games so uh all right let's uh christian do you have a minute prepared we haven't done christian's minute forever i already i already did my minute earlier when we talked about the midweek stuff that was it that was all i got today man i was was getting my beard trimmed i didn't have time to prepare oh okay 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 (laughs) all right well we'll wrap up the podcast here let's let's take it through the schedule i don't have it pulled up let me pull it up real quick give me like 10 seconds no tv this weekend of note uh okay here we go friday 6 30 sec network plus saturday 6 sec network plus sunday two sec network plus all of those are central time by the way uh for our listeners in russia which we have shout out to us we have listeners around the world um yeah man i mean it's just like how are how are none of these games on tv it's number three versus number six it's it's fair that you know the the series that they're prioritizing is florida vanderbilt because that's also a top 10 clash but like if you let's let's just go to Sunday's slate because because there are some lousy games that they're picking up Sunday. Uh, Sunday is the 14th of May, right? Yes. Come on. Come on. Here we go. Georgia, Missouri will be on the SEC network at 12 Central and then Alabama to A&M after that. Gross. And just they so- couldn't find a way to fit two top six teams in in one. Hold of those on. They're putting Georgia Missouri on the SEC network and yeah, Alabama A&M on the SEC network over literally any of the other four series. All all of the other four series should be on national television over those two. Those should be the last two. Those should be on the SEC network alternate channel, not even SEC network plus. What are we doing here? You've got Kentucky Tennessee, that's a ranked matchup. You've got Vanderbilt Florida, that's a ranked matchup. You've got LSU Mississippi State. That's LSU. You've got Arkansas South Carolina. That's a ranked matchup. But no, let's let's put Missouri and Georgia and Texas A&M and Alabama on the SEC network. What are we doing here? Are they giving them airtime before the SEC tournament cuz they're not going to be anything really? It doesn't matter. Like they shouldn't Yeah. <laughs> they shouldn't what if you're if you're if you're the SEC network, you want ratings, right? Like you want people to tune in and watch. You're gonna get more viewers from like a singular fan base in each of these four other games than you will from both fan bases combined in the other two. Tennessee, you'll draw in more viewers than Georgia and Missouri combined. Florida, you'll draw in more viewers than Georgia and Missouri combined. LSU, you'll draw in more viewers than Missouri and Georgia combined. Arkansas. Same thing. Like, what are we doing here, guys? We, with, you know, you have a point. The Razorbacks usually have like at least one national broadcast almost every weekend. It's surprising they haven't. I guess the Auburn one they didn't. Um, but this is a top six matchup. I don't get it. Yeah, it's the end of the year top six matchup. I mean, they're going to be on TV next week with Vanderbilt twice out of the three. Which, by the way, might decide the SEC regular season champion. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, there's they might they might flex one of the games onto national television like that. That hurry up and do it though. Yeah, 
Put we'll it on see. the U. Put it on the U. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's wrap it up here. Thank you everybody for listening to the Diamond Hogs podcast. Make sure you go to hogbeat.com, H A W G B E A T.com. We have a free 30 day trial option, uh, running through Sunday. So go sign up, check out what we got going over, uh, at hogbeat.com. A lot of great stuff. Premium content is a plenty. We love, uh, giving our subscribers some good information over there. So go visit it. Thank you to our sponsors, myperfectfranchise.net. Bet Saracen, and thank you everybody for listening to the Diamond Hogs podcast. You've been listening to the Diamond Hogs podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Chote Mason and at DRStew32.